Ready? Welcome to Fortitude. Uh, that noise you're making has come from my esteemed, musically inclined partner, Britton Payne. Uh, what are we hearing today, Britton? This is just a little club mix Something I put new. on for Jonathan. <laughs> I asked him if he DJ'd. I guess I can turn it down now. Um, you just lost your pencil. If I'm good. I asked him if he DJ'd, but he actually just play records. You I, don't... Pl- I, I can flip a record. Right, I can right. turn a record. <laughs> Um, I'm not mixing anything. Oh, yeah. Leave yeah, that, yeah. Leave that to professionals. But I'll tell you what, I actually have con- considered the idea of like doing like a DJ school and like learning yeah. to like actually DJ. They like, have those. You they know? have those. I've, I've, <laughs> I've looked into it. Nice. <laughs> the voice you're hearing, Brenton, and those of you tuning in is one Jonathan Morris. We found out he's not 37 years old like we were led to believe. He's 38. As of last week. Still a youngster, but man, what a story this guy's got, yeah, Bryn. thanks uh, for being here. Yeah, we, Captex Bank, thank you guys for making this all happen. We're actually here because of Captex Bank, Jonathan, <laughs> so we owe them a lot. And I like those guys. They're, yeah, they're, they're good dudes. Mike, yeah. Mike hasn't approved Britain's new uh, sound bites, but he'll, he'll probably be okay with it, so... Well, he's going to give me a loan oh, for a record deal that oh, I've struck oh, nice. yeah. All right. with Jonathan. But got it on record now. Up. He yeah. can't back out. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jonathan Morris, uh, we have a lot to talk about. But the beginning, you grew up in San Antonio. You're not a Fort Worth native. Most people who know you know that. But that obviously is an important part of your life. What happened in San Antonio growing up that led you to your this life thing you call life? So. San Antonio, so my family is actually all from Fort Worth. My parents, grandparents all grew up in Fort Worth. Um, my parents moved our family to Fort, to San Antonio the year I was born, actually. And so um, growing up, it was always coming to Fort Worth and hanging out in Fort Worth in the summertime and visiting families and everything. Yeah. So I've always had a very much a, um, a, a, a tying connection and familiarity with with the city. Um, but you know, 10 years ago, actually, actually 10 years next month will be, um, like my official moving to Fort Worth and actually like, yeah. Calling it home, home for, for did myself. you guys move down to San Antonio for like job? Like your dad got a job down yeah, there or something? Yeah. yeah. He's working down there and you know, San Antonio, like I still have a very, we, 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 we left there and moved to Austin when I was young, I was like seven, six, seven years old. Um, but San Antonio, Austin, that whole Central Texas region is a very special place yeah. in, in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is, um, I don't know, like I've, I've basically grown up all up and down I-35. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite memory of San Antonio from your youth? Man, I always think about like being young and going to Mexican food restaurants mm-hmm. and hearing mariachis. Like that's one of the things mm-hmm. that's like, I don't know, just like those yeah. early, really mm-hmm. early childhood memories, just really, really sunk in. What's your favorite item on a Mexican food menu? Uh, cheese enchiladas. Always. With think, onions or without? With onions. Yes. Like, like the thing about a cheese enchilada is like, it ain't going to be that bad. And if it is, if there's just more <laughs> cheese, more sauce yeah. on it, like it will be tolerable. Which would be hard to mess up, right? You could, It's like the safety bet, right? Like in any Mexican food place. It's going to tell you what you need to know about where you are. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> exactly. I, a it's a good barometer for a yeah. place. Yeah. 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 So you high school San Antonio? No, I went to high school. So uh, after San Antonio, we left left San Antonio, moved to Austin. Well, outside of Austin, Pflugerville. Pflugerville, yeah. PF Lugerville. <laughs> I was there until uh, just before high school. And then we moved to North Texas. Um, and at that time, we were um, up near up near Denton. And so I actually graduated from Denton High School. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Any yeah. sports? Uh, no, not 
not when I was at Denton. When I was like freshman, sophomore at Louisville High School. Before there, uh, I played little play little football. What were you interested in mostly? Was it was it music? Was it business? What was what was going through your through your life outside of school? Yeah. So um, during that time, like say so like sophomore year in high school, that's when like things really kind of started to kick in gear in terms of like thinking about business and thinking mm-hmm. about like creating little 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 side hustles and so yeah um that word didn't exist back then man, man. it was but that's 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 what i was doing man it was you know so this is like this is like 99 to like the year 2000 so if you remember like like age of like napster and like yep cd burners here like flash files like people had just got cd burners at their house yes and so uh one of my classmates richard he had a cd burner at his house he was a he was super super introverted guy yeah i don't know where this guy is now he was super introverted richard if you're out there yeah richard, uh you're and, under arrest for burning music, <laughs> for pirated music. Yeah. No, we, me and richard we pirated a lot of music so yeah <laughs> we um he would burn the CDs. I would take him. I would bring him to school. I had this list of like all the records that we had, and then I would go to each class, like all my classes. Like, hey, make your own. I, I got, I got, I got, I got this job rule for you tomorrow. Five dollars. You know what I mean? So I would. Uh, he would make the, the CDs. I would go to school, deliver them, get five dollars. So. Would it give them anything extra? Like you got the job rule on there, and it's like I put in a little bit of you know. This just to see if you liked it too. You know, I don't think I was doing a lot of discounts. I wasn't doing yeah. no special deals. It was like, do you want Nelly Country Grammar or not? Yes, yes, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, man. But it was um that was a uh, you know I think that it was one of those those kind of early times of like kind of just recognizing like okay there's a market for yeah. something and then in that same year I rolled out this line of band these rhinestone bedazzled bandanas and so this is back when like oh man like destiny's child and yeah. eve were rocking these rhinestone bandanas so i figured mm-hmm. out how to i want to figure out how to buy bandanas wholesale and i remember me and my buddy uh got stoned he used to um he had a car i didn't have a car yet and he and i would uh ride out in his regal down to harry hines and there was this uh all these like wholesale shops yeah and i would um i learned how to create like a little account and buy these bandanas. And then I would go to Michael's and buy these rhinestones. Yeah. And I had a glue gun and I would sit in my bedroom, bedazzle these, 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 uh, these bandanas, put them in a box real nice, take them back to my classmates and sell these bandanas. And that was, that was me just kind of like recognizing like, okay, there's a, there's a market in here. The entrepreneurial gene is, yeah, is how much margin. Like I, I think about that. I knew Michael's was going to come up so, in there. Somewhere, right, so right? Mike, so Michael's is where I went wrong. So I, I should have been trying, like, I don't know why I didn't find the rhinestones at, at wholesale yeah. because those, the little packages, those were taxing me, man. Like, okay. That's where I was. That's where I was really losing margin. But when you would come back with that cash from the sale, yeah. how much were you able to put, Aside, and then yeah, how much yeah. would have to go to buy in the product probably stuff about, again? Probably, I was probably like running like like half, like fifty percent. No, oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's yeah. Good. you were making you were making yeah. some money though. Yeah. At the time, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then you you then it gets really the interesting uh, part of your life kicks up a notch. <laughs> you head out to Atlanta to Morehouse College. Yeah, 
cool place. Tell us about Morehouse Man, College. Morehouse, Morehouse College, I think, is one of the most important kind of phases of my life. Which, by the way, I didn't finish school at, at Morehouse. I am a bona fide college dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we call that entrepreneur sometimes (laughs) during that time though man like one of the things that i i loved about um the hbcu experience at morehouse is that you know you look at so morehouse college is historically black college in atlanta right in the city in the west end of atlanta um and next door to morehouse college which morehouse also is all men's uh school Next door is Spelman College, all women's HBCU. And then right on the other side of those campuses is Clark Atlanta University, which is co-ed. Um, but it is this mecca for leadership. And I think where a lot of people's you know, ideas uh, begin, and particularly being on the campus at Morehouse College, one of the things that I think is was 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 unique about that experience. I tell people, you know, we were all, you know, 18 to 22 year old black men yeah. on this campus of, I think, you know, we might've been like 3,200 enrollments and like that, mm-hmm. um, which is a very distinct, you know, demographic. But during that time in my, in my life, that was the absolute, absolute most diversity that I had been surrounded by. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, all of a sudden coming from, you know, the suburbs in, in, in North Texas, mm-hmm. um, that was the first time that I was meeting people from California and from New York yeah. and yeah. Um, kids that grew up super affluent and kids that grew up in the hood and kids mm-hmm. that uh, were, were skater kids and nerds and yeah. surfers, like every, uh, every spectrum of the black experience was in that, you know, two mile, you know, radius yeah. of our, of our small, community, less than that, of our small campus. Um, but it was so, it's such an important time for me um, to number one, just like understand like, what is it like for, for people that don't come from where I come, but at the same time we have this shared experience. And yeah. so it was, um, it's a, it's a magical place. It's the um, alma mater of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike Lee. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, uh, a lot of people have gone on to 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 do really incredible things and change the world. And so, so you credit there, a lot of your your successes these days because of those. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but that because of things that happened to you there and things you learned, like you just mentioned, the, seeing what is possible, man. Like mm-hmm. being able to be in a place where I saw people that look like me go on and do incredible things and it really you know change their worlds and change their communities. Um, and take their ideas and present them um, to the world, and, and and that I think I think that I always had that in me, but I think that at Morehouse, like it definitely uh, was was reeled in, and I was um, made to 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 really believe what was possible nice. for for myself. That's fantastic. You're talking like there's so much like positivity and optimism and energy coming out of it, and mm-hmm. it's like it makes it, like I, I I'm envisioning this place, and I'm just gonna I mean I'm gonna ask this like. Were there a lot of conversations about like, you know, a kind of a, pre- and I'm not trying to make this real, but it was like, it seems like it was a very inspiring and kind of optimistic thing. Whereas I, it's hard for me to kind of articulate, is that still happening there? You know, like uh, it, it seemed like a beautiful man. time. Like, it, you know? it's, it's, it is, it is this macro for instilling excellence 
mm-hmm. um, in, in, in young men that is, um, has been happening for, for decades now. But I think that there's a, there's a mystique around it. Yeah. And a lot of people are very, you know, proud of their, you know, their college experiences and stuff, you know, but I mean, I think that, um, for me, it was exactly where I needed to be in that time in my life. Um, and it still is very much a part of, 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 of who I am. It helped craft, you know, uh, who I am, at least the, you know, the 18 to 22 year old version of, of sure. who, who I was. Well, clearly because you came back and you did, right? Like there was this something that happened in you that was like, you execute it. Like you didn't sit there and say, I can't do this. I can't. I mean, you've done a ton, you know, and it, and it, like, if it came from there, that's a really cool thing, you yeah. know, or if a piece of it did really, 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 um, proud to be, have been associated, which by the way, they just for the first time came out with like an online program. So I have actually thought about like, oh, going and, like finishing it more out. Yeah. But I'm going to, if I do it, I'm only going to do it if I can like get like a scholarship. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's placed that Martin Luther King went to school and you're following in that, yeah, I mean, it's just somehow that has to, has to move a little bit. Congratulations on that. It's a good, good job. Uh, I got to commend you partner over there. Uh, you, you, you didn't uh, bite on the, the buzzword surfing. We talked about surfing earlier. Well, you didn't take the bait. I commend I, you. You know, as he was talking about the pride in the college experience <laughs> and I look at these TCU helmets everywhere here, I was wondering <laughs> yeah. who else might have that pride. <laughs> no, I was really trying to like navigate carefully with that. Cause I wasn't trying to put anything like insinuate that we're at a different time. And like, Look, I think people are people and some, you know, I've learned a lot about execution from J-Dub and like that I maybe didn't have at certain times in my life. And I think being around people who do is is sometimes a really good thing. And I think it's really cool that you recognize that we can all make excuses about and, a lot of things. Being in, a, being, in, being in an environment where you are surrounded by excellence and you're surrounded by people who are pushing themselves and um, there is an expectation um, to be striving towards greatness, um, in whatever, in w- yeah, whatever you do, um, there's something that's very, um, sticky and very contagious about that and being surrounded and in, 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 engulfed in an environment that, um, that, that breathes that is, um, it was important for me. Nice. So what was the side hustle there? Let's yeah. get right down to it. John. Uh, the side, so Still the rhinestone uh, sequence so, bandanas? That, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> that that era had come and gone. We would <laughs> like one here at the show. I'd be happy to sport those around I our I think next my mom one. has some at the house, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a few floating around. Um, when I was in school, I remember trying to launch this little business that I had this idea for. And it was this concept. Actually... Now that I think about it, it all comes back around. So it's this like concierge business, right? Where I was going to be able to, I was going to be on call and people could reach out to me to run their errands, pick up things. And I was going to get, you know, grow a network of people that I was just like running around. I didn't really have the model <laughs> really, yeah. really honed in. And it, it didn't really take off in the way that I wanted to. However, I came home um, one summer, I think it was the summer after my sophomore, after my freshman year. And I sent out emails to people all across DFW saying, Hey, here's what I'll, I can help you with. And essentially what I didn't realize what I was doing, I was creating myself a, 
a, a, a job for a job to be a personal assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this young lady in Dallas, Dominique, she reached out to me and said, Hey, I remember her email. Was, I don't really know what all this is about, but I need some help in my mark for my marketing company. And I ended up taking this gig with her, um, helping her out while I was home for the summer. And I started learning about, you know, what, the world of marketing was yeah. um, from this um, also young, she was probably, she might've been like mid twenties maybe then, but like, she was like a hustler, like doing her thing. Yeah. And so I was, then I was there um, helping her build that business, essentially being a personal assistant, washing cars, making phone calls. It was, this is all like right on the cusp of like social media and stuff. And so, um, yeah, like everything kind of leads to yeah. Like, did any uh did this did these words ever come out with that that concierge business if i buy you beer and deliver it to your dorm room i'm gonna have to uh, id you or no i did <laughs> not i didn't i didn't i didn't i'm kidding so you moved back to dallas uh moved to dallas from yeah. from Atlanta in 2008 and, yep. you got, and you're, you're involved you told us digital marketing but that's where you spent a few years yeah you know, you're getting you're getting all your stuff together no doubt uh, then let's get, let's move on forward. So 2012, you decided to take the big leap, come over to big, come over to funky town, yep. uh, funky town, Fort Worth. You, you, you come here and then, then it really gets kicked it kicks off. So you started a, uh, I mean, we'd love to know how this happened, but Fort Worth barbershop yep. came to be when you moved back here. Um, there's a, there's a story there, but it's actually, you told us before the show, Today's the eighth year anniversary of Fort Worth Barbershop. Eight years ago today. Fantastic. Opened up the doors for the for the first time. Yeah, man. Like, you know, that that was one of the um, you know, I think one of the best decisions that I I, I ever made as an entrepreneur is is, you know, just kind of understanding. So in 20, 2012, I moved to Fort Worth. My mm -hmm. wife and I, we got married in, in the fall of twenty twelve. Um, and in 2014, I was still, you know, commuting back and forth to, to, to Dallas working at the agency. Um, but I was going to a barbershop in Dallas. So the barbershop that I was going to was mm -hmm. in Dallas. It was actually in the building downtown that I worked in. And I would just like pop in like during my lunch break. Like, hey, can I get a cut? Like, yeah, yeah. Come on in. And it was cool, cool little spot. But what was happening during that time is like, you know, my life was happening in Fort Worth. My friends and family was was really mostly happening in Fort Worth. We hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Dallas was just kind of like where I was going Working. to go to work. Yeah. You know? And I started to kind of think like, there's there has to be like some cool barbershops like in Fort Worth. And so I <laughs> started looking online. So at the at the same time, like I'm working in digital marketing, I'm, I'm helping my day to day job is helping brands, you know, be discoverable and you know how to how they how they tell a message across social media, yeah. you know. And so, I'm thinking to myself, like there has to be a barbershop in Fort Worth. I'm looking for barbershops online, and I'm not seeing anything that is of interest to me mm -hmm. anywhere that like I'm trying to go. I can't wait to go to. I'm starting to ask, you know, my my, my 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 friends and and, and and people in Fort Worth, where do you where do you go to the barbershop at? Yeah, and what do you like about it? And at that time, everybody that I asked that question to was apathetic. Yeah, about how they felt about 
their barbershop experience. Meanwhile, because they were going to pro cuts, they were going to pro cuts. <laughs> Nothing against pro cuts. If if you love pro cuts, yeah, mouth to right? But, but you can <laughs> tell, man, I'm sorry, I got no hair job. I could tell. Like, wait, what? Is, is that a pro cut, J Dub? That's a pro cut. <laughs> but you know, at that time, I was also looking across. I'm I'm online, and I'm like, yeah, all right. There was very distinctly this resurgence of barbershop culture that was like coming back. Mm -hmm. And you saw these young guys who were like really leaning into, you know, the traditional version of uh, the barbers, the, the barbering craft. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is fascinating. And I would see these, these shops that were popping up um, all over the United States. Um, a lot of, you know, in, 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 in Europe, it was, it was happening to you. You just saw that this was like coming. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fort Worth, you know, I was saying Fort Worth is always slow <laughs> to do what the rest of the world is doing. Right. We call it, it aged it, with, you know, yeah. a little more essence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that time it was like, okay, we were, I want to say at the time Fort Worth was sitting at like 18, 19th in population. I'm just mm -hmm. like, yo, I cannot be the only person that's like looking for a dope barbershop to like go to. And so um, I just kind of put it in my head. You know what? I can, I want to create the version of the place that I want to go to yeah. um, and hop on the wave. What I felt like was just very clearly coming and particularly coming to a city that was um, very, um, with that very high growth growth rate in yeah. terms of population, people just literally people moving to town every single month, and so um, made the decision to open up a barbershop. Was the location where it is now? Oh, the Montgomery first and Lavelle. It's yeah. the it's the best location, yeah. by the way. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you nailed it, by the way, because. Everybody drives by. It's a it's the pinnacle of traffic right there off the highway. But it's a cool yeah, spot. Man, I found this found this old building. It's an old garage. Yeah, and um, I think back in the day it was built in 1949. I think it had been like a dispatch center, like ambulance or fire or something. And um, I remember walking in for the first time and being like, "Man, I can see these garage doors up. Like mm -hmm. I could just I could see." Did it have a yeah. smell? Like you could cut. Well, like, you know, at that time before we opened up, it smelled like an old dingy garage. Yeah, but there's sometimes something's good about that, you but, know. But yeah, no, man, it was definitely. It felt. It felt like this place has another life within it, and so um, that's what we we reimagined it as as, as a as a barbershop. Yeah. So when you did that, though, did you were you like? Did, like you're in marketing. Like, do you know how to go get a lease and do all these yeah. things, or is that like learning on the fly kind man, of thing? I, that was, it was an education, you mm -hmm. know, and it was leaning into um, the relationships and people that I knew here in Fort Worth who had done it before and asking questions and, you know, putting together a performer, like yeah. all these, all these, um, these steps that for me, I just enjoy because it's like, it's more fun than school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, that was that was an education. But was there fear of like the thing failing? Like, was there anything in the back of the mind saying like, "Man, this is my vision on the way this is," but maybe everybody doesn't see it? Or, yeah, I'm saying that I'm asking that kind mm -hmm. of in a weird way because it appears guys like you don't have a lot of fear <laughs> uh, to me, and that's what I live it, and die by. <laughs> no, it um, 
it felt like a really safe bet. Yeah. You know, when I when I just thought about it from the standpoint of like, okay, I I cannot be the only person searching for a barbershop. And so so going back to like that digital marketing background. I was like, well, is there, what are people searching for when they're looking for a barbershop? And at the time, you know, you know, optimizing for location on Google was you know, part of what I was doing day to day and helping yeah. these businesses do. And so it's like, nobody's called their barbershop Fort Worth barbershop in the history of Fort Worth. Yeah. We're going to call this one Fort Worth barbershop. Yeah. Well, people who are looking for a barbershop on Fort Worth. Very um, clever. I hope, yeah. that, Very clever. I hope that the Google... <laughs> The Google will, will will catch on to that, and yeah, um, you know, if nothing else, we're going to make ourselves just you know really discoverable, and that was one of my goals from the from the from the front end was, um, you know, I think that we can you know attract an audience, but if if there's one thing that we're going to do is we're going to make ourselves discoverable. Not that we're going to be for everybody, but yeah. I want people to be able to see it. So when you think about the location, yeah. like the, the physical location of the space, it being in a high traffic area, and thinking about um, how, how we optimize for online and making sure that people who are searching for the exact service that we d- we deliver would find us. Yeah, that was really important. So yeah, from the from the jump. Eight years in business now, things are good. Things are good. How man. many barbers do you are employed? I got, I've got six barbers. Got Damn. six chairs. Six barbers right now. Um, one of uh one of my barbers is about to take off on his own and open up his own shop here. Oh, pretty okay. soon. Is Cody. that good or bad? It's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing, man. I am. Um, I'm really excited for like here, here's the way I look at it, man. Like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a dreamer. I've got ideas and I am keenly aware that other people do also, yeah. you know? And so if I can, uh, if I can create a, um, a, a, a launching pad for other people, I think about, say this is the way I say it's like, if 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 my dreams and my ideas can be a launching pad, a launching pad for other people's dreams and ideas, I think that I can sustain um, what I want to do by um, helping other people. Yeah, reach, beautiful. Reach, reach their own goals. What's the craziest day you ever had in eight years at the barbershop? Anything come to mind? I remember just for the the sake of today being the eight year anniversary of, of Four Horse Barbershop. So we opened up at at um, at ten o'clock on October the 7th, 2014. I'm there. We have one barber. I have my shop manager. My mom is there just like hanging out for the day. So my mom like came that day and like hung out at the barbershop all day long. Our moms are big fans <laughs> too of us. And right around 9.30, this car like broke down like right in the front of our building, like right in the walkway essentially of 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 a Fort Worth barbershop. Um, it was, it was three people there in this car and it just broke down. And that was the first thing that my, you know, first cus- couple of customers saw as they walked through the door. And, you know, I think that in a lot of ways that was a, a, a preparation for, you know, in this entrepreneurship game, like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's probably not going to go the way that in your head it um, was planned in huh? the way that you, you thought, uh, it would go, and so that's been um, that's been the case ever 
ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so when you own a barbershop, that you, like I notice your hair's looking pretty good. Like, do you always have to have it? Like, well, do you always think of that? Like, man, I got to re- represent this, and like, if my hair's out of place, <laughs> how come you gonna... don't say my hair looks good? That's not that's not cool. Because you don't own a barbershop, yeah, man. I guess. So. Well, I haven't had a, a haircut in a while, but I get my beard trim pretty pretty regularly. Yeah. I actually need a beard trim right now. It's pretty yeah. gnarly right now, but. Um, I, I, I am not only, uh, the owner of the barbershop, but I am also very much a client. A, a, a client. It's, <laughs> I am. This- I, lo- I just love, I love, I've always loved barbershops. It's yeah. Almost, it's a like, cool, cool, yeah. super cool vibe. Yeah. Okay. So four years after you opened that, I don't know if the, the timing of this lines up the way I'm speaking, but you and a guy named Alan Medeiros. Alan. Alan. <laughs> so I don't think he's related to Glenn Medeiros. I'm guessing, right? He's not a musical musically inclined guy but um you and alan create this company called memo hospitality Mm -hmm. which probably doesn't resonate with a lot of people but the reason that it does is because hotel dryce was born out of this relationship with you and alan uh how did hotel dryce i know a little bit about the the history of this building it was a dry ice plant closed down for many years you resurrected that sucker and boy is it a cool vibe Uh, place to yeah where did the name come from no, I'm just kidding. I just what, it, <laughs> I tell you what, a lot of people don't connect that. A lot of people don't connect it. So yeah, so back in 2018, summer 2018, um, I was out at a bar over on the south side and ran into Alan, who I've known for a while. Um, uh, our wives actually both used to work together in um, the non-development, uh, non-development, non um, non-profit world. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know, what do you, what do you, what are you up to now? I was like, you know, I've got the the barbershop is going well. And at the time, I had a, a a small retail store called the Lathery over in the Foundry District. I said, you know, things are going well, but you know, I'm I really want to do something new. Like, I really am starting to like get this itch to like do something else. And we're you know we're just hanging out. He's like, well, what do you what do you think about? What do you what do you what have you thought about? I was like, man. I've always had this idea to do a small hotel. And um, Alan was like, it's funny you say that because I literally just got back. He had just gotten back from this small hotel in in, uh, Jacksonville Beach, Florida, um, where his sister had gotten married. He's like, man, we stayed at this really cool hotel, small, independent. We don't have anything like that. And so... I was like, let's, let's talk about it. Like, let's, let's, let's figure out, is this even viable? Like, we don't like, yeah. you know, where, what, how much, like we didn't have a, a sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, we got together like that next week at the Ginger Men, which ironically is where a new hotel is yes. being developed right now also. Yeah. Boy, they locked the earth <laughs> off right there underneath that place so too. We got together for a beer over at the Ginger Men and we just started talking about like, um, you know, what could this be? And number one, you know, I think the thing that we both decided on really quickly is that this idea of, you know, thinking about an independent hotel, thinking about something that felt um, more intimate and uh, more bespoke than, you know, your, your big brand, yeah, um, like flagship type hotels. Um, it, it didn't exist in Fort Worth in the way that, in the way that um, we as travelers look for when we are, when we're in other cities and, you know, I want I wanted a, a way to express to people like how I saw Fort Worth and what it was that was special about this city and this community, uh, and 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 I wanted to be able to 
present that in a in a really authentic authentic way. And so we uh like hop like that next week I like hopped on LoopNet. I'm looking at like just seeing inventory stuff. I was looking yeah. to see if there was like maybe like an old motor cord or something that was you know uh on the market and didn't see anything actually i did see a couple of things but nothing that really struck my fancy you know and then yeah i'm driving down the street one day and at the time i lived over in arlington heights um right just adjacent from the cultural district mm-hmm. i'm driving down the street and i realized that the old dry ice building that i've been driving past for years had a for sale sign up on it you take that to the way to the barbershop to go to, like uh, sometimes you go down that street yeah, yeah. and so I, and it's also right next door to an uh, art gallery that yeah. I frequent a lot. And so I am looking at this building. I like pull over to the side. I'm like, man, it has this, this old school look. And it almost kind of, kind of sits up on its hill. It's like, man, it almost kind of feels like old, like motel kind of mm-hmm. a vibe look. And so um, I called the, like the broker and I was like, can I take a look at this? This dry ice yeah. warehouse. And so I go look at it. And I called up Alan like the next week or the next or the same day and was like, let's come look at this. Mm-hmm. And so we get together, we look at it, and we're just kind of both just kind of seeing like the, the vision. And and not to mention, you know, not only is this this piece of property on the market, but Dickie's Arena at the time was getting really close to completion, construction completion. And so, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, there, in terms of accommodations, yeah, there is nothing in- To walk to. You know, mile radius of that building that 14,000 people at a time are going to be coming to and they got to pay their bills. They got to fill up those seats. Where are people going to stay when they're, when they're coming to town? And so- that 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 felt really really good in terms of location. Yeah. Um. And so, um, Alan and I we formed an entity, uh, and we uh, uh, uh we we <laughs> we formed an entity. Figured out how much we were gonna need to uh to buy the building, and we we um we bought the the property, and then from there went through a whole rezoning. City uh, gave you a hard time. I've read before. Yeah, that well, was, he was the first to market. That's not the way yeah. the pecking order goes, my friend. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It was, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a challenge, but also an education. You yeah. know, I, I, I'd, I'd never like gone down to City Hall and like sp- spoken. You yeah. know, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and you know that was a that was a part of the process, and I'm really glad that it was because. You know, during that time, that really allowed me to see just like how much, like how how powerful like community can be when they come together and people come together and say, "Hey, like we want to see things like this." And I think that you know, in that instance, you know, I'm I might have been you know waving the flag, but I think that it just kind of represented um, what a lot of people feel is that like they want to see entrepreneurship they want to see small business they want to see ideas that are maybe different than you know the status quo yeah be pushed forward and um just seeing the, the amount of support that we had come out of that was it was encouraging right for for me um as a first-time developer which 
I didn't even realize I was a developer until <laughs> uh, the the newspaper told me that <laughs> I was the developer coming into town. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Jonathan, you yeah. are definitely a developer, <laughs> sir. Well, I think it's an awesome story, though, because if you think about just all of where that location is, you being the guy, like there's just so much of it that like kind of come first to market, you yeah. know? I mean, you're like the, man, I said the W one time when I was going to a concert at the, uh, AAC. yeah. And it was, it's an awesome experience because you're like, I can just walk there. It's just such a, I will stay for the encore. I don't have to get yeah, out of here because go. of the traffic, you know? So it's a good question. Thing. Like, yeah. so he has, you have 21 rooms. Yep. Uh, one of the things, there are a couple of things that are appealing to the general public, but, you arrive and you give them, uh, I think, a Lone Star beers that one of the welcoming gifts, yep. which I thought was super cool. Yeah, welcome to Texas, uh, baby. <laughs> you're, obviously, your proximity to Dixie's, Dick, Dickie's Arena is hugely important. Are you are you slammed on on concert nights? Is that a big time part yeah, of your business? I mean, that is a huge part of our our, our business. Um, when there is uh, a, a show happening across the street and they're sold out, um, it's a good chance that that, that that we will be too and so we're monitoring that calendar calendar uh religiously nice um and as um you know shows are announced that's um that's driving that's driving a, a, a good a good portion of our business what's your cheapest room Jonathan? Uh, we have a we have our, our our practicals which start um at 119 and a night triple a rate you got a triple a right there <laughs> we do we did not <laughs> but it's um it's um you know we wanted to we wanted something that was um, affordable. Yeah. We wanted something that was cool. We wanted something that that said something maybe a little bit different than um, a lot of, you know, what you see in, in Fort Worth mm -hmm. typically. Um, but at the same time, we wanted to make sure that it was very authentic um, to um, to who we are as a city. Um, and, uh, and we feel like as, as locals, we have the ability to um, tell that story better than better than anyone else. You've accomplished yeah. all those things. And even probably, the, I don't know if it's the best part. It's the best part for a lot of us. We go there just to have a drink because the bar uh, area, you have an incredible setup. It's become almost the go-to place yeah. for people to just have a, a before-dinner drink. Or You, you know I, this. but I it, love, okay, so I love a lobby bar. Like that's yeah. like yeah. a lobby bar, like a yep. hotel lobby bar. To me, it tells me, it gives me a sense of place. It tells me where I am. And if we can create like one of our biggest, um, you know, kind of, I want to say strategic, but just like what we want to create just on a, on a heart level is a place where locals want to be. Because mm -hmm. to me, I think that whenever I, when I'm traveling, when I walk into a space, particularly a hotel, if locals are there, that tells me something true about the city it yeah. tells me something true about where I'm. it's not manufactured as you know a caricature of you know what you think the city's supposed to be or, or or look like um and i think that there's just something really special about the intersection of locals people who really live it work it are here and people who are traveling here and if we can if we can bring people together in in a shared space you know I it's crazy it's, you really say fun. that because like immediately what comes to mind Stephen F. Austin down in Austin, mm -hmm. right? Like just like the hotel there, because that's where, that's exactly what happens. And you go there, even if you're not staying That didn't staying come there. to mind to me at all, mm -hmm. but just making sure you knew that. that well, what it, did it make you think of a, did it even make you think of a lobby bar? Because I think there's a, there's something about the people who are staying there are super happy, right? Because they're like 
steps away from their room and it's the place they're starting the evening or ending it. I mean, there's just an energy, like it, you have a really good point in that, you know, the I, lobby bar thing. One of the things that I, I guess I didn't realize what happened as much as it does, but is it's really special to me personally is, you know, we get to be for a lot of people, the very first impression that they have before yeah. Texas. Yeah. I've met so many people um, at the hotel that are checking in and it's the first time they've been to Fort Worth or for some people, the first time they've ever been to Texas. Right. Mm -hmm. And we get to be a part of um, that initial perception, yeah. that initial, um, you know, th th those, 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 those sensory triggers that are telling, that are informing, you know, okay, where am I? What is this yeah. place? What are the people like? What is it? What is, you know, how do they think about design? How do they think about um, the way this, what, how does this place smell? Like, what are the drinks like? What is the food like? Like, those are all things that like, I think once, once you make that impression, that's stuck, that's sticky. And yeah. you go back to uh, LA or you go back to Oklahoma or you go back to wherever and that's your impression of this. Yeah, I don't that's think I don't think they been. put the kind of thought you're talking about in some of the places uh, in Amarillo on the way up to Colorado <laughs> on some of those hotels. Right. I mean, just the aesthetic that you just created. It's like I don't think that they put this together here. Like, we're what? here for twelve hours. And you know out. what? And you know, and you know what? And that is so fine for so many people. For sure. But I just think that there's a lot of people who travel in the way that I do and like they want to like yeah. yeah. feel connected to where they are. Have you met some cool people, some people you would never met prior that have come to the hotel? Who are some of these people, if you mind me asking? Met like so, so many people. Like in the last year, I have met some people from so many different places. Um, a lot of artists, mm -hmm. um, you know, being our proximity to uh, the, the museum district being over in the culture district. Um, a lot of time people who are either in town to go to the museums, we've had several artists who are um, in exhibits at the museums. And so people that have, um, you know, these very, you know, these vast world experiences, super creative, super talented people of literally every, like literally all walks of life, you know, not to mention, you know, the, the rodeo, like last, you know, oh, last yeah. January was our first, you know, rodeo yeah. in business. And so you see, you know, these cowboys, people come from their ranches in the middle of oh yeah, wherever, and they're dressed to the nines and they're 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 going to the show and they're hanging out in the lobby bar and they're they're meeting Fort Worthians, you yeah. know. Um, and that to me is it's just really it's really special. And so if we can if we can create an atmosphere um, that facilitates, um, you know, the, you know, those serendipitous, you know, you know, interactions and, and even relationships that are mm -hmm. formed. I just think that that's really, it's, it's, how it's, it's supposed that's, to that's be really man. fun. Yeah. To me. It's how it's supposed to be. Well, any, any cross promotion, like a barbershop coupon on some yeah. of the tables or <laughs> we have, yeah, you know what I want to do though? I do want to do like, I have not, I said I wanted to do this, but I haven't done it yet. I want to do like a pop-up at uh, a barbershop pop-up, like at the, at the hotel. Yeah. Like get your, get your hair. Cause I was thinking, Britain, you probably won't be invited. I'm sorry no, to say. It's okay. But some of those cowboys, like, you know, you're looking really good, but you're looking a little overdue on the haircut. You, I have, a, I have an I got, idea I got, for I got, you. I got it. I got a guy. Yeah. Go. Room four nine yes. is up the hallway. So Jonathan, you made, if we don't, we'll, we'll get to the end of this part of the, of the, of the interview, but you made the news not too long ago because of uh, the hotel and the, and subsequent lobby. 
somebody visited you um, and had maybe an interaction with you that wasn't pleasant. Can we yeah. speak about that a sure, little bit? I don't, I don't what can you tell us? Because uh, there's some, there's a lot of things being said about the subsequent yeah. person that uh, aren't aren't maybe so pleasant all the time. Yes. But you you spoke out a bit instead, and obviously a lot of people followed you in that regard and felt uh, compelled to speak up on your behalf. Yeah, you know, so that particular well played. Inc- that's a good way of asking. That Sorry to interrupt, John. Particular incident that happened at the bar. I actually was not there that evening last last year. Um, here's, here's, here's what I'll say about that. I, I have an, an obligation to create, um, a work environment for, um, people who are entrusting me to, um, create an environment where they come to work and earn a a, a living uh, that is, is safe and they're able to feel, um, supported and uh, be able to come into work and walk out of work with their dignity intact. Sounds fair. Um, that <laughs> that sounds fair to me. That's you know I've I've worked for people before, and I I I would want that as well. And so um, I just I just felt like that being undermined. I just don't I don't subscribe to you know some people are. Uh, beyond being um, called out for behavior that is seemingly regular mm-hmm. and seemingly um, tolerated. Um, you know, I want to create an, a, a, an environment where everyone is, is welcomed um, and everyone is welcome um, in any of the spaces that I create. Yeah. But um, we got like a couple rules <laughs> Um, and we're going to, to treat you with respect, um, and dignity. Um, and we really appreciate it if, uh, if you would, if you would do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the meantime, I've got a, a team of people who, uh, you know, this, this, this dream of mine to open up a hotel, they have decided to attach their own hopes, dreams, desires, livelihoods to that thing. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to support them in, in, in that endeavor for, um, for riding with me on this, yep. this, 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 this journey. For, beautiful, beautiful yes. response. And, and, you know, we all know no dogs are allowed. So we'll keep, we'll keep it short Listen, and sweet. We love, we love dogs. That's I right. love dogs. I love my dog. But in a bar, maybe, maybe not so great. You know, so. some some bars, let, it, right. let, it, let it happen. Yeah. We just got a couple right. rules. <laughs> now let's flip forward a little bit to some really interesting stuff. Uh, one, And I want to believe this is the way it happened. I'm sure it's not exactly as, as uh, fairytale land as it sounds, but you get a phone call from a very lovely lady named Joanna Gaines. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that there were some other factors in there. And she had somehow come up, come across Jonathan Morris <laughs> and liked his cool demeanor, cool, smooth demeanor. And she decided that she wanted him to come work at Magnolia Network. Yeah. Is that about how it happened or is it a lot more choppy? God, man, it was a lot. There was a, there's a global pandemic in the mix of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, how it, how it how it kind of went down the, my relationship with 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 Magnolia, um, a, a good friend of mine, Red Sanders, uh, Red Productions here in Fort Worth. I've known Red since back in my agency days, and um, and we've um, uh, we've we've worked together, done you know stuff with the barbershop together over mm-hmm. the years, and just have been close 
friends. And he calls me um, back in 2019, like, like summer 2019. It's like, hey, um, I was down in Waco and we've been having these conversations. Um, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, Magnolia, they're launching their own television network. All right, cool. You know, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> well, you know, through the course of these conversations, um, uh, Red, his production company, they're kind of pitching different show ideas. Mm-hmm. And within the conversation that they had, um, Red had showed them this video that I was... Um, that I was featured in, it was this campaign that Visit Fort Worth put on called Fort Worth Stories. And in that uh, campaign, it's like a two, three minute video. And I was just kind of talking about, you know, the bar- barbershop and, you know, what this, you know, Fort Worth community means to, 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 um, to me as a small business owner and, and what we're looking to create. And that little video, um, the people at Magnolia liked it and, at some point, uh, Joanna Gaines liked it, and we started creating a television show. And um, the, sh- the the show, what, what the show ended up being, is um, uh, called Self Employed. And um, Self Employed is um, I'm I'm the host of the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which, by the way, I've never done like television before, um, but. Um, th- they, I think that they just wanted someone who was actually, you know, a small business owner and to, to, to yeah. help tell that, tell the, the stories of other small business owners. Mm-hmm. So I, um, gone around the country and, and met other entrepreneurs and learned about their stories, kind of the, 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 the origin stories of their businesses, where they are and, and, and where they're looking to go with their businesses. And, and I, I'll tell you, we, so we, we shot the, the first season in 2021 and um it was it was just number one just an incredible experience mm-hmm. to get to travel go different places meet people learn about their stories and it was just super inspiring for 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 me to kind of hear um you know the why behind you know what what is mo- what motivates these real people to um you know pursue their their dreams and become self-employed and you know work working for themselves and but also at the same time, building community around um, their teams and and, and, and the, the people uh, that, that that live and work around them. So, Do you find a lot of similarities between your story and theirs? A lot, a lot, and you know, some more than some more than more than others. Yeah. Um, but I think that the trend line, the thing that I, I kind of saw in everyone was, you know, these entrepreneurs. Have, have put a lot on the line and people are entrusting them, you know? Yeah. And whether it be their, their, their family, whether it be their, you know, the, the teams that they built within their businesses, um, their client, you know, yeah, it is um, really inspiring to see, um, you know, just what the sacrifices that a lot of these men and women have, have, have put forward to pursue their dreams and, you know, I got to just I took I told the production people like, look, y'all, like, I'm not an actor, like I can't like get on television, but like if you want me to just have these open, honest conversations with people, yeah. 
Uh, you guys capture it on camera, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. Yes. And they allow they they really allow for me um, to do just that. And so I I feel really happy with the way that the show has is is has turned out, and I've got a lot of great feedback yeah. from people. It's that have, a really cool show, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I used to tune in just to see Joanna Gaines. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I mean she's she's awesome and does. But now it's your show is incredible. I've seen a bunch of them and you're doing a great job. Oh, and I commend you. you on that. So thank you. It is you're, you're there's no better person to do what you're doing than you because you obviously have been there, done that with all these things and these people you're referring to. It's it's a cool dynamic going back and forth. So Appreciate I suspect that. that Chip and Joanna are very pleased with the progress they're, you guys are making. Man, they're awesome, man. People ask me, like, you know, how are they? Like is she as nice as she is? Appears to be sweet people. Nice. And every single person that I, on every interaction that I've had with them has just been they've been so supportive, um, and encouraging. And everybody that I know, um, that works with them on a regular basis, directly, they all say the same thing. Like it's just good, good folks. Yep. Really good folks. Well, well we've heard the same been. about you and your wife yeah. in this town. So, uh, no. Cherry Coffee, my friend. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The plug the away, lovely, plug the away. lovely cat. Yeah. Yep. The cat yeah. and you so, run that bad boy yeah, too. So, so Catherine runs Cherry Catherine, Coffee. Okay. I drink Cherry Coffee. Uh, <laughs> yes, fair, fair. Yeah. But yeah, no, she, she opened up uh, her, her coffee shop last year. Um, and, um, it is, it's, it's going really well. And she's, she's building, community there on that that corner over on magnolia on, on the south yeah. side and um it's been i'm really really proud of of what she's doing and and specifically the way that she is um you know empowering this team of baristas to um you know really have a lot of autonomy over their jobs and giving them the this the um roles that i think are going to really serve these um young people really really well in their mm-hmm. career and so She's um she's a great she's a great yeah. leader. Dogs allowed yeah. in the coffee shop? Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Sorry, I had. That's all right, yeah. Jonathan. So as we wrapped up this interview, um, you've, it's, we appreciate the time. Would, would you what would you say to those young people out there, the entrepreneur types that might hear this or feel the way you feel about general world and business? What what advice would you give to people like that, if, if any? Yeah, you know, I I would say. It's really easy to to think that you'll wait for the perfect time for all the stars to align to be ready to pursue whatever that idea, whatever that dream is that you that you have. And um, you know, I, I got to tell you, I just don't think that that time comes. It's it's a matter of, in my experience, at least, is jumping in and, and and learning as you go, and 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 not being afraid um, of the own of the unknown. Um, because you know, a lot of times, what is on the other side of the unknown um, can be a, a lot of success. On the way, there will be growing pains, and there will be a lot to learn. But I think that if you are committed to um, striving for greatness day after day and being better tomorrow than you uh, than you were today, um, entrepreneurship—it's not for everybody, you know what I mean. But I think that um, if it's if it's um, if it's tugging at your soul um, and you have an idea and there's something that you want to present to the world, um, I think it's important to, to, to get it out. And guess what? It may not work. Yeah. But um, I'm just a big believer in getting your ideas out of you yeah. and um, presenting them to the world. Excellent. And That's great. What about future? What's in the future for Jonathan Morris? I don't know. You know, next been, hotel, next what? You know, I feel like I always, Ask me, what's next? What's next? And honestly, Jada, like, 
this is the first time in 10 years of my life that I, I haven't like been like actively working on like the next thing, like yeah. the next business, the next freaking construction project or whatever. And it feels really nice. Um, mm. So I, I guess to say what, what's, what's next is really just fostering, um, you know, these, these ideas of businesses that have um, had the great pleasure of being a steward over um, and continue to create um, spaces that people are, uh, people feel seen, people feel included um, people get to experience, you know, the best of 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 Fort Worth uh, through, uh, in my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Least, well, so. you're a, you're a great story. <clears throat> you're a, you're proof that if you want something bad enough, willing to put in the work, you can get it done, and you can do it by being a nice guy. You don't have to be a freaking shark <laughs> to get something yeah. done. You can be a nice dude True. to get stuff done. Yeah. So we end the show always like with this, but no family stuff. But uh, we we always ask folks, and, and thank you again for being here because you have shared. Best day of your life. Mm. No wow. family stuff, though. Everybody skirts around. They're like, okay. well, it's not familiar, but it's the day my child was born. Like, we can't. <laughs> day the hotel opened. Whatever. Why does everybody but sound the- like the generic white dude voice? <laughs> <laughs> Best day. You know, I remember. I remember the day that I went to City Hall and presented to City Hall and won a unanimous vote for them essentially to allow us to have a zoning change to make the hotel happen. And the reason why that, that day stands out to me at yeah. least is because it was like this, this overwhelming sense of, yes, you have this idea. You, yes, you have a dream, but like you don't have to do it alone. You have the support of, of family, friends, community around you. Um, and that's one of those those moments that I will never, never forget walking out of City Hall and, and just dozens of people that were just so supportive of this, you know, little idea of mine. But I hope, I hope ultimately um, can inspire other people yeah. to whatever their dream is, whatever their idea is that like building community around that um, a lot of times can push things into into reality. So. Yeah, that's super cool. That's I can great. see you smile. We're both smiling, yeah. John, yeah. because that's a, it's cool, and it, we can we can understand what you mean. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being yeah, here, my man. Absolutely. You're you're it's a, you're lovely to be around every time I see you. We appreciate you very much. Thank you, thank you, Captex. Thanks, Bank, Jonathan, for making this appreciate happen. It. You can find him at Hotel Dries, uh, the Fort Worth Barbershop. He's on Self Employed the Magnolia Network, and he's drinking coffee probably every morning at Cherry Coffee. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. thanks for being around, my man. Okay, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You like that ex- exit music? <laughs>